Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church. An outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message. This past year has been a year full of incredible problems. Worldwide chaos, confusion, fear, hatred, division. I mean, we've just seen an abundance of it right here in America. Home of the free, home of the brave, right? The one nation under God. You see, why, why are these things happening? Because the truth concerning Jesus has been diminishing as deception, religious lies have come and have taken over the land. And so as a result of that, people aren't seeing Jesus accurately. They're not seeing the Prince of Peace as clearly as they ought to in order to be partakers of his life, of his peace, of his goodness. What's the result? Chaos, confusion, plagues, viruses, sickness, disease, all these terrible things have come and increased in the earth. But what's the answer to it all? Jesus, bringing people to Jesus. How do we do that? By bringing Jesus to the people. Revealing Jesus to the people. Revealing him to the world. Giving people the opportunity to come and become disciples of the Lord. And just like we saw there, just illustrated just now, as they come to him, the violence leaves. The division goes. The hatred goes. The fear goes. All these negative things that are here in the world, they begin to go. And people start going to church. And people start worshiping God. And people start having their lives completely transformed. I mean, when when I was growing up, when I was young, I mean, most, most stores were closed on Sunday. That's in my lifetime. You know, and we didn't wear long black hats back in my day. And ride on horses. So it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Places were closed on Sunday because out of respect for the Lord's day. Now today, I mean, we can barely finish our Thanksgiving meal and people are running out to go shop and everything else. And, uh, and, and I'm all about getting a good deal. But you just see how society is completely changing around us, getting further and further from the things that made America great. What made America a great nation? It was its fear and respect for God. America, for the most part, honored the Lord. I mean, if you really want to keep going back, I mean, today, you'd be out of place if you brought a Bible to school. You know, you'd be out of place. If you try praying, if you use the name of Jesus in maybe a uh, graduation address to your classmates, you can get in trouble for that kind of stuff. But back in the day, the main textbook, I understand, was the Bible. That was the main textbook, the Bible. People studied the Bible. Now, people are ashamed of the Bible. And look what's happened to society as a result of it. Things have gotten darker. Things have gotten more violent. But the answer to it all is Jesus. Bring the Prince of Peace back 
There's a lot of people that believe in Jesus and, and confess Jesus, but they don't know him according to the truth of God's word. You got people walk around and say, well, now God loves you. Is that true? Oh, yeah. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed on him would not perish but have everlasting life, the Bible says. Oh, yeah. Yeah, God loves you. But then they see, they'll say things like, he, he, he would never judge you. See? He doesn't judge you. But that's just not true. He's also a judge. He's the great judge of all the earth. Well, God, God is good, you know. Yeah, but the Bible says he's good and severe. We've got to understand the severity of God. Well, God, he's our friend, and, and he doesn't need to be feared. No, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. See? So it's understanding the balance, you know. People say, well, once saved, you know, always saved. You give your life to the Lord. And you're saved forever. No, you got to continue with, you got to abide in Him. You got to continue with God. You continue. I say you got to continue. We want to continue because there's no one better than Him. But people have this idea that, you know, you just pray a prayer or something like that and, and you're saved, once saved, always saved. These are not true doctrines. This eliminates the fear of God, but the fear of God is good. The Bible says it's clean, it keeps you sober, it keeps you, keeps you on track. We need a good, healthy dose of the fear of God in our life. It helps us to cling to his goodness. That's what it does. It doesn't scare me away from him. It helps me to cling to his goodness. And so God is a God of peace. Peace, not war. Not war. But really, that's not true at all. When we say peace, no war, many times you can't have peace without war. Sometimes you need a war in order to have peace. I mean, you know, just go back to World War II. You think of the Japanese, that wicked government in Japan, and then Germany and Hitler, Adolf Hitler and how wicked that government was. They wanted to conquer the world. They wanted to dominate the world, and they were crazy people. They were absolute crazy people. Now, if we just sat here and picked flowers and just handed one another little bouquets of flowers and says, peace, baby. God is a God of peace. Peace, man, no war. Peace, no war. Love, love. And people think, well, that's love. God's love, and we shouldn't be going to war. No, sometimes war is the most lovely thing you can do. It's the, it's the greatest act of love you can do is to go to war and rescue people from tyranny. Rescue people from people that are trying to destroy their lives. See, a lot of times people don't think very hard, far. I remember when we had, uh, let's see, George Bush was president and they were going into Iraq. And this guy in a, in a printer place that I was in. I had come in to get some stuff from him. And he was on the phone. He gets off the phone. He goes, yes! He comes over and slaps me a high five. He goes, give me a high five. I said, okay. I said, what did I just slap you a high five about? He said, they're going to print my article. I said, they're going to print your article. Yeah. So he named the newspaper that's going to print his article. And I said, well, what's it about? He said, well, he said, you know, we have no business going to war. You know, we need to let the world fight their own battles. You know, we need to just stay here. And he starts going on this rant 
about how we need to be here and just, uh, you know, not, not be going to war, not going to fight anybody else. And while, while he's saying this, all of a sudden, a police car with its sirens blaring goes flying down the road right behind me. And I said, where do you think he's going? He said, I don't know. I said, well, I said, he's probably going to rescue somebody. Probably go, maybe help somebody out of, out of a violent situation. But you know what? He shouldn't probably do that. He should just let those people fight their own battles and just leave them to themselves. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the right thing to do? He just looked at me, and I preached a little bit longer. You know, once you've got a captivated audience, your mouth just let it rip. He said, when I was done, he goes, man, you make me feel bad that I have that article. I did that article. I said, well, isn't that great? I said, here you put this article. They're going to print it. And now before it's even printed, you don't even believe it yourself. (laughs) But see, people just many times, they don't think very far. Unlike us, we're deep thinkers. We think about these things. And sometimes there has to be war. Sometimes you have to engage the enemies of peace in order to have peace. And so here it's announced, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Because what? Because Jesus has come into the earth. And yet Jesus, over in Matthew's gospel, chapter 10, made this statement. He said in verse 34, Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. A sword. What's that? Well, back in the day, that was their main weapon of war. That's what they used in battle to fight wars. And so he's saying, I didn't come to bring peace, but war. You say, well, that sounds like a contradiction. Because they announced peace on earth. At his birth. Yeah, but to have peace on earth, you got to have war first. War against the enemies of peace. Because I got news for you. The devil who is here in this world, and he's here legally. In fact, the devil was here before you and I got here, before mankind got here. He was here first. In fact, God created mankind as an answer to the devil problem in the earth. Do you know that? See, the devil was already here. Him and all his demons. And then God created man in his image and his likeness. And he said to man in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, he said to them, be fruitful and multiply Fill the earth, peace on earth, goodwill to men, and subdue it. Have dominion. Now, he just created man, and he tells man, now you're going to need to subdue the earth. Why? Because there are demons here. Everything's beautiful right now in the spirit. Everything's great, but you've got to understand, there are demons here, but I'm creating you to have dominion over them. I've created you to subdue these demon spirits. 
to conquer them, to bring them into subjection. But unfortunately, man, even though he was given that commission, he sided in with the devil. He sold out to the devil and became just like the devil and released the devil's influence throughout the earth. All the hate, all the violence, all the evil that is in Satan is, has filled the earth because man allowed the devil to do it. And so man who is given dominion over the earth basically gave his dominion to the devil. And now the devil became the god of this world, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. He became the god of this world. And that's why the world is in such a mess. And we are in a constant battle here in this world. If you're not dealing with something physically, you'll be dealing with something mentally. Thoughts, temptations, all kinds of things coming at you all the time. Things messing with your emotions all the time. We just live in this demonic environment in this earth. Why? Because the devil is here. He was here before man was here. Then man gave the devil dominion over his life. Over mankind. And so that's why the devil has free reign throughout the world. But then Jesus came. Jesus came. And that's why peace on earth was announced. Because he came. He came to get that dominion back to man. And get man back in charge of things. Get men back on top of the enemy. So that they're no longer being dominated by him. And that through mankind, Jesus' life and power and goodness and glory would fill all the earth. And instead of all the evil, all the corruption, we just see righteousness, peace, and joy filling the earth. Righteousness, peace, and joy. And that's what sums up the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So God's given us this dominion in the name of Jesus. Because how many people know when Jesus came, the little beautiful baby in the manger, angels are singing, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Little do they know that uh, within the next couple years, Bethlehem, there, people are going to be crying. There's, they're going to be full of sorrow. Because Herod is going to order the massacre of all these little babies in order to try to kill the Christ. In order to try to kill Jesus when he understood the prophecies of Jesus' birth. And so you think about the sorrow and the pain that came shortly after. Peace on earth was announced. It's like, wait a second, wait a second. Now we just saw in the headlines, shepherds out in the field had a vision. And angels appeared to him and announced the birth of this baby, peace on earth. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know, 2020, the year of plenty. I mean, this is, this is it. This is it, friends. The Savior has been born. The Christ is here. It's peace now. And yet, Rome is still dominating. Horrible things are still going on in government. The massacre of all these babies is the next thing, major headline you see. Horrible. 
And then, you know, down the road, the little baby has grown up and is now being tortured and crucified, nailed to a cross, dies, and descends down into the heart of the earth to take the full wrath of sin upon himself. Man, that don't sound like peace. Well, how many people know dropping a bomb doesn't sound like peace either? Running out on a battlefield and shooting people, that don't sound like peace. But what's the goal of the battle among the righteous? Peace. Conquer and subdue the enemy. Conquer and subdue. And of course, our enemy, number one, is not flesh and blood. It's not humans. It's demons. But there are a lot of humans that yield to demons. And so, many times, there has to be war. There has to be fighting in order to bring about peace on the earth. And we have to understand that. Because, oh God, peace. Peace. I mean, when you're... Looking for peace from heaven? Prepare for war. Put on the full armor of God. You want peace? Then rise up and get ready to fight. Because the reason you don't have peace is because something, someone is fighting against it. It's fighting against that peace. And so when you want peace, God announces peace is coming. What does that mean? It's fighting time. It's subduing the enemy time. It's conquering devil time. It's, warf- it's warfare time. Are you hearing me? That's why the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on this absolute unceasing fullness of life. It's ours, but we got to fight for it. Before an enemy surrenders, there's a battle. I mean, it's very rare that an enemy surrenders before, the, before there's a battle. And so Jesus came. He fought the ultimate battle. He conquered death, hell, and the grave for us. And now he has given us his name, and he says, now go occupy until I come. Now you're going to be met with terrorists, demonic terrorists. I'm talking about evil spirits, demons. You know, how many people know, even though Saddam Hussein was executed... And that war was officially won and over. How many people know that a war still continued? That area continued to be a battleground. As the enemy that occupied there, there were terrorist groups that were in there, embedded in there, that were constantly firing at our troops. We've got a lot of injured soldiers that have come home from overseas in places where we're, there's not supposed to be war going on. But you see, there are warfares going on because there, there are all these terrorist groups in these places. See, it's the same thing in the spirit. Jesus conquered the earth. He defeated Satan and his kingdom. But there are demons and Satan that are still attacking and trying to undermine the victory that Jesus gained for us. There are still battles going on. But you and I know we got the victory. We know we got the victory. So all we got to do is just keep marching forward. Just keep going forward. 
knowing this Prince of Peace, listening to his orders, following his direction for our life. And he will lead us and he will guide us into peace and prosperity and safety and wellness. But he also said, in the world you will have tribulation. You will have resistance. You will have adversaries that will take shots at you. Symptoms will try to come to you. Fear will try to grip you. All kinds of things will try to rob you and plunder you. He said, but be a good cheer. I have overcome the world, so you just lift up my name and you fight the good fight of faith and you persevere through all this darkness and you will triumph. You will win. You will overcome. But you see, there are things to overcome. Hallelujah. There are things to overcome. So... We have laid hold of the peace of God. We're going to continue to lay hold of that peace of God, continue to grow in the peace of God. And where does that peace of God start? Where does it start? It starts in your heart. It starts in the unseen realm. You can have turmoil going on around you and yet have peace in you. Now, the other, you can look at it the other way around, too. There's plenty of people in the world. They've got the prosperity. They've got the gated community. They've got what seems to be the safety. They've got good health. They go to the fitness place. They do all the good things. They eat very nice. And they're doing very well on the outside, but they have no peace, no peace and security on the inside. There are people that have bleeding ulcers in their bodies. They're stressed out. They're worried. They're anxious. They don't know what tomorrow holds. They don't have the peace of knowing that if they died today, they're going to spend eternity in heaven. That's a big one. They just don't know that. They're living for this world, but they don't have peace in their heart concerning eternity. But you and I, through Jesus, first, where does peace start? It starts in our hearts. And as we learn of him, it spreads. It spreads to our minds. It spreads. It goes viral. And it's contagious, too. You got to watch it because it'll get all over the person next to you. Peace. Peace. How many if, if the works of the devil can get on people, if that can spread, how many know peace can spread? What's of God can spread? It does. It does. And that Bible actually tells us in 2 Corinthians that we are to be swallowed up with life. Our whole being just swallowed up with life. From the inside Ow, we're talking about health for our bodies. Where does it start? It starts from the inside out. A lot of times people are just looking for things to change on the outside. But God says, no, I work from the inside out. And so we keep our eyes on Jesus and we learn of him, the Prince of Peace. And peace grows from the inside out out and then it begins not only does it first it subdues our soul it subdues our thought life ah peace to that anxious racing mind peace to all those worries man we get subdued in our soul in our emotions in our thought life and then it spreads out and it begins to subdue the earth begins to subdue our circumstances just like Jesus out there in that boat that storm raging, the boats filling with water. The disciples, they're terrified. They're full of fear. They wake Jesus up. He's sleeping in the boat, you know. They wake him up. He gets up and says, peace, be still. 
and the wind ceases and the waves stop. And just peace. That's the kind of peace Jesus released when he's here on the earth. See, he was full of that peace and he was able to release that into the earth and it calmed that storm. Somebody says, yeah, that, that's Jesus. Yeah, but you got his name. And he said, my peace I give you, my peace I leave you. I'm leaving you with my peace. Now, receive it, grow in it, be swallowed up with it to the point where you can walk into a place and say, peace to this house. Jesus said, when you enter a house, he said to his disciples, you say, peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon it. If not, it'll return to you. In other words, if they don't respect and and they're the ones in authority, it's their house, that's their home, their place of work, whatever it is. If they welcome the peace, it will, your peace, which is his peace, will rest there. You can change that atmosphere. Man, we've done that in restaurants. There's been a couple restaurants we have fled in terror from. Terror of the Lord, you know. You know, just like Sodom and Gomorrah. Some, sometimes there's a good time to flee from things, you know. And we've gone into restaurants. And I remember we went to this one restaurant. I'm not sure exactly where it was in here. It was another, another, another state. And we had an uneasy feeling from the moment we got in there. It just felt dirty. And it wasn't just physical. You know, it wasn't just about the tables and the floor. It felt really unclean, like demon spirits were in there. Then we sit down, and they hand us a menu, and the, and the waitress, it was like, uh-huh. That seemed pretty unclean, too. We open up the menu, and they actually had vile names for certain foods. And we just looked at each other and said, we're out of here. We closed it, said, how much do we owe you for the water? <laughs> We're gone. And we, we fled that place. But then there's places you can go, and they're not quite that bad. And you can just say, peace. See, because a place like that, they don't want peace. They're vile. They're unclean. They love their darkness. There's a lot of people that are lost in darkness. They don't love the darkness. Then there's those that love the darkness. And you can't do much for those that love darkness. But you can do a lot for people that are lost in the darkness. All they need is the light. All they need is for you to impart peace to them. You understand? And we got to be able to discern the difference. That's where God's judgment comes in. We need God's judgment to come upon those who love the darkness and who would try to destroy our lives, who would try to make it impossible for us to worship God, who would try to make that like it's some kind of illegal act to worship God, to believe the Bible, to be a Christian. See, there's people that love the darkness. Those people, they need God's judgment. They need that, even for their own sake, that, it, that they might perhaps come to their senses when they experience that judgment, that they might come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. And then there's just those, and I believe this is the majority of the people in our country and around the world, they're just lost in darkness. And they can't be rescued. I believe I'm looking at a bunch of people that didn't love the darkness, but you were lost in it. You were just lost in it, and now you're saved. 
See, there's a whole lot of people like that, and we've got to get the light of the gospel to them. Can you say amen? Praise God forever. But again, it starts within us. Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. That's where the peace starts. It starts in your heart and in your mind. You keep your mind stayed on him, on his word, what he says. Bring God's word into everything. Bring God into everything that involves your life. And God will keep you where? In perfect peace. Perfect peace. Even though it looks like it's turmoil around you, you got peace in you and you can change the turmoil around you. But if you're in turmoil, you can't change the turmoil. Getting in turmoil over somebody going through something is not helping them. Being in peace puts you in a position to help them. Right? To bring peace to their lives, to their situation. Isaiah 57, verse 20 says... But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. They can't find peace. No matter what they smoke, no matter what they drink, they don't have real lasting peace. Philippians chapter 4 tells us what we need to do. To stay in the peace of God. Number one, keep our minds on him. And then be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding. Will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There's that security. There's that safety. That the peace of God brings you. And how, how do you have that peace? He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, pray. Pray. Don't worry. Pray. Pray. See, it's a choice. You got two choices in life. You can worry. You be anxious. He says, don't be anxious. I can't help it. Tell that to God. I can't help it. He said, don't be anxious. That means you don't have to be anxious. Well, I can't help it. Can you pray? Well, see, now, if you can pray, then you can help it. Because prayer will get your mind on him and get you in that place of perfect peace. He goes on in verse 8. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good Report. How many people know there's a lot of bad news reporting out there in the world today? And there's a lot of people that fan it on, echo it to others. They repeat the bad news. A lot of folks got their minds on bad things, bad news. Can't believe this is happening. This is so, find the good. Find the good. Find what God's doing. What does the truth of God's word say? He says, brethren. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me. These do, and the God of peace will be with you. Hallelujah. The God of shalom. The God of perfect peace. Don't that sound good? 
perfect peace. Man, you don't have to do drugs to get it. So many people see, they got all this lust, they got all this stuff going on, all this frustration, and so they're reaching for things to just calm their nerves and bring peace, bring peace to their soul. And it's right here. It's pray. Embrace the Prince of Peace. Receive the Prince of Peace into your heart, into your life. Open yourself up to Him. Set your mind on Him. Let Him become your life. And He will keep you in perfect peace. And you'll be able to bring peace to a very troubled world. One soul at a time. Because think about it. If I can calm one sinner's soul and bring peace to them, then I could probably bring peace to two. And if I can bring peace to two, I could probably bring peace to 20. And if I can bring peace to 20, I could probably do 200. See? And see, if we get in the business of being peace bearers, full of the peace of God, bringing peace, and just saying peace. There's been times we're going down the road, and we've, you know, have spoken peace. And we've, you know, you hear a screech, and some car just, just, just almost hits another car. And we're like, I wonder if that did not happen because we were here. I just wonder if we, were, if we weren't here, if that car would have hit that car. But because we were here and peace is here and there's angels all around. You know, you got angels all around you. I got angels guarding me. So, so if something's going to go on over here and the angel sees it coming, he just reaches over and says, I'll take care of that too while I'm, while I'm here. he just take care of this problem over here while he's taking care of me. Because I'm in faith concerning him. I believe I got angels all around me. I believe I got peace all over my life. How about you? Do you have the Prince of Peace? Oh, glory be to God. See, it doesn't come just by him coming to the world. It comes by us coming to him. And that might mean a pressing into him and a fighting, a good fight of faith, pressing through the warfares of life, determined to have what God said belongs to us. What he has provided for us, we are going to possess. We're going to possess. I got news for you. All the blessings, all the good things God's got for you, it's in the enemy's camp. He has stolen it. He has taken it. But we're here to occupy and take it back. Take it back. Hallelujah. So are you afraid to fight? No. Bless God. Hallelujah. It leads to victory. It leads to peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, stand on your feet with me. Let's thank the Lord for the word this morning. Glory to God. Thank God for that perspective right there. That'll, that'll help you so much in life. So many folks go through stuff in life. They're like, why is this happening? I don't understand this. I don't understand. Hey, I'm a Christian. This shouldn't be happening. Really? Then why does he tell us to overcome if there's nothing that should be happening that would require us to overcome. No, no, no. Things come. Things happen. Negative things happen because we're in a very, very violent world. But thank God you and I have dominion to rule and reign and to force the enemy down. Praise God. You got to force him down. Sometimes the best way to force him down is to lift Jesus up. Let's do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We lift you up. We praise you. We set our mind on you. Oh, hallelujah. That concludes this message. 
For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Stephen Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the many other teaching series and books by Stephen Fraser. That website again is lofbc.org. And you can always call 888-542-2555. We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.